<laughs> I know how the internet works. Internet boyfriends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Internet Boyfriends. I am Joey and with me is the Carl Jung to my Sigmund Freud, Ryan. I could definitely get behind that one. Really? Yep. I thought you would fucking shoot me down for that one. But Why? Because I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I did like putting myself out there as like the crazy windbag of the two. <laughs> so. It's a sex obsession, that's all. I, I don't know which one of us is more obsessed with sex. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. That's another podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a podcast a, after dark. Yeah, that's a podcast after dark. Also, possibly a sequel to the poop episode. The episode nobody wants to hear. Nobody, nobody wants to hear. So, uh, yeah, so we were already talking about books or a book in the previous episode. I guess books. We were talking about Imagine Illustrated as well. I really wanted to fuck up your day. And. <laughs> Because that's what I think about when I do. Like, well, my first thought is like, "Oh shit, we have another internet boyfriends to do." Oh shit, I get really self conscious and anxious about it because I'm always freaking out about these before I do it. And then, and then I immediately think like, "How can I make this fun?" And then it immediately goes to, "How can I fuck up your day?" Because <laughs> why not? Uh, but yeah, it's I don't know. Because I'm just like, oh, I'll just get my day fucked up. I'll just wait. Yeah, exactly. And then, I, then I relax yeah. and we talk, and eventually my day gets fucked up. Yep, that's that's how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I things have been kind of a mess for me lately, and I the way that I cope with things being a mess in my life is instead of dealing with my problems, I read pop psychology books. <laughs> so I deeply understand my problems, but then do nothing about them. <laughs> I, I I'm at the same point except to realize I don't need to I'll, I'll just skip the reading the pop cult, pop stuff because I'm I have enough of an idea that I'm like oh I know exactly what's wrong with me oh but Breaking Bad's on <laughs> no I want to know the exact names of the logical fallacies and the all the things that I do and and that like even even yeah, the but last it doesn't step. help it doesn't help no it, it doesn't just names yeah. things it's all it does. I know what that feeling is. I don't need to have a name for it. It's that shitty blue-green feeling floating over here that drives me crazy. I don't need to <laughs> call it, like, whatever's constant of neuroses. Like, I don't care what it's called. The cost effect. I, I, don't, I don't think that way. <laughs> I need to know everything. I need to be as miserable as humanly possible, and I need to be able to label all of my misery and bin it in a certain way so that everyone, like, why are you miserable today? And I can, I can run down the list of the reasons I'm miserable. Even Just the go to drawer B23. I'm exact that kind of misery today. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Even like I totally forgot to say, it wasn't writing the notes last night that kept me up in the middle of the night. What kept me up in the middle of the night last night was I finished reading Small Gods, and I've been reading uh, Influence by whoever the fuck wrote that book. And there's a chapter about the halo effect, which is that if you see someone who is, say, attractive or they have some sort of positive quality, the halo effect allows you to immediately go, oh, well, he's attractive, therefore he must be trustworthy because he has to have all these other positive traits because he has this one positive trait that I'm attracted to. And then I started thinking about that, and I'm like, oh my god, do people think I'm attractive? Because if they do, then I've been misleading them this whole time about how capable I am or how trustworthy I am or all these things, and I'm lying, essentially. Or people think I'm ugly, and they don't trust me at all because nobody trusts ugly people. Oh my god, like, what am I going to do in my life? Like, am I am I attractive and am I not attractive? Like, is this why people hate, like, is this why there's such a problem with me being a white guy? Because really, <laughs> 
there should be because that's what privilege is. Because if I'm white and I have this kind of privilege, it's because of the halo effect. Because people see me being white as a positive thing, and because of the halo effect, they like. And I just sit in my bed at like three o'clock in the morning. I just have these little mini panic attacks about this, and then I have this moment of where I immediately readjust. And I go, oh, none of this matters because the sun's going to blow up. And then I just kind of go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) But it's important for me in that moment of freaking out to know what all these things are and know what the halo effect is and know what all this stuff is, like know what Dunning-Kruger is, like know what all this stuff is so that I can properly freak out. Like I want to freak out at the top of my game. Yeah, Yeah, no, I want to be like the like the The fucking like freaker outer. Yeah, only the, the Wayne Gretzky of freaking out. Like, I don't want to, like, why, if you're going to, you're, because you know you're going to freak out. Like, you know you're going to live in existential terror. Like, that's who you, you're human. So why not want to do it at, like, a Olympic level? Like, that's the way I figure. Like, if, if I, w- if I had a superpower, that's what it would be. Like, freaking out would be my superpower. I'd be, I'm really good at it. And I'm really, and I'm also, because I'm educated, I'm really good at making other people freak out, too. Because that way, because again, like you would be like, oh, I have this blue green feeling and I would tell you exactly what all that is and it would make you fucking mortified. <laughs> like you would hate me because I'd be able to explain all of it and be like, oh, it's never going away. Like that's just a problem with your brain. Like it's, like, it's a cognitive problem. Here I'll explain. <laughs> like everyone has this habit of them. Like this is terrible and like we're all going to – we're all doing horrible things and we elect attractive people to office when they're not even trustworthy or capable because of the halo effect. And, and you'll just sit there and you're like your teeth will start to chatter and you'll start to freak out. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll reset and then everything in my wake just gets kind of get dis- just – fucking messed up so that's how I, that's that's when i when i mean by fucking up someone's day so um <laughs> i enjoy it i think it's great but that's that, that's your, that, part of your charm it's part of my charm but only because i know none of it really matters because yeah, you're taking this shit seriously yeah i'm already living in existential despair like that's just that's like that's like the the ketchup to my to my hot dog well yeah i guess that would work because i hate ketchup on hot dogs so that is the ketchup to my hot dog is this existential terror that i have it just kind of goes with it's a side it goes with it it's a a condiment uh to my lifestyle yeah i don't know so i read a bunch of books wisdom of insecurity by alan watts mindset by carol dweck i don't know how to pronounce her name uh, so Could They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport, and of course, The Now Habit by Neil Fiore. Neil A. Fiore, I believe, but I don't really remember that too well. So the way I wanted to fuck up your day was I wanted to take what I had learned in all these different books and attack you with it. Because the whole point, I thought, of educating yourself is to better attack others. <laughs> self-improvement books or self-help books aren't really that important. You, you don't need to read them. No one needs to read them. No. But if you want to hurt other people or you want to, like, make them into an, an, a nervous wreck, I highly recommend self-help books. And so that's what we're doing here. <laughs> that's what this episode is. So it's, it's uh, episode 38, Subconscious Snooze Button. And I okay. want to know, I want to know why the hell you're procrastinating. Because it's easier than not procrastinating. That, uh, no... <laughs> Because you read the notes already, you're cheating. No, I didn't. That's, that's, we've had this discussion several times. <laughs> so, for people who aren't us, Ryan, uh, what, six months ago you told me about this? A year At ago? Least. Yeah. You had come up with the idea that you wanted to do uh, a bundle for comic books. 
Yeah, for like digital deer. Like the, what is right now, or at the time of this recording, Humble Bundle has done this with a bunch of image comics, where you go in, you say, I want to spend this much money, and you get this many free comics, or comics for that money. But you can say from one penny, or you can say $100. And Humble Bundle structured it such that uh, if you pay over a certain threshold, you get more books to entice you to pay more. Yes. And I thought it would be a good idea for digital comics. And there's charity involved. Yes. Yes. So that's all all very good, all all a good idea. But you didn't want to do it because it required effort. Effort and the possibility of failure. Yes. Of course. And then you started talking to me about you wanted to work on more iOS apps. In theory. In theory. It's more I just want to learn the iOS infrastructure than actually do anything. It's like I want to have I want to have that knowledge. No, 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 no. <laughs> and no I don't know. I have no. I have no practical use for it at the moment. Like I have no ideas to apply it to. But I, I just sort of. I need. So that's why I need to figure out some way to, without ideas, to start coding things. Which I, I've done some online classes and stuff, and I just haven't. I haven't gone back to them and finished them. That's all. Like, it's that's on me. But you, you don't want to just learn it for the sake of learning it. There's two things that you could do to fuck up someone's life. It's make them learn philosophy and make them learn programming. <laughs> if everyone understood philosophy and programming, we would this we nuclear war. Like we'd kill each other. Like that's it. Like But those are two of my favorite things. I know, they're two of my favorite things too. That's why I, I'm just that's why I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Fucking you wanna fucking Russia wants to threaten the US fucking bring it on. Bring it on. Fucking just turn this whole thing into like a, a, a hellscape. Like a, a flaming hellscape of just of just atomic death. I don't care. Because yeah, we kinda deserve it. <laughs> exactly. I don't I I have seen what people make. And I have seen what people do. Like we were talking about the other day about the veil of ignorance. Of I was asking you if people knew about the veil of ignorance, and I don't think they do. I think that you and I are just us in our own little bubble, and we think that everyone understands the veil of ignorance. I think most people don't. That's why most people act the way that they do, and therefore they should have to learn philosophy, not because they can change their ways. I'm not looking for anyone to change their ways. I'm just looking for them to suffer like us, because then they'll understand more things and they'll go, "Fuck, I don't, I don't like any of this." I don't like any of this at all. So you've been wanting to do this stuff, but you've been putting it off. Yes. Because no effort is easier than some effort. Yes. Okay. Like, so that, so am I, I sort of explain it away in that, well, I must not have wanted that much. It's just an idea. So I don't, that's how I make myself. That's how I soothe myself. That's how I self-soothe. <sighs> Why are you self-soothing, though? Because ultimately it's bullshit. <laughs> I mean. Ultimately, I should have got off my ass and did it because there's no real risk involved. And no, that's that's why I'm saying like, why and, and yet instead of just like letting that splinter, I, I, I invented perceived risk in order to not do it because I don't know it was easier, and I'm lazy. Are you are you a perfectionist? No, not really. But I don't like putting out terrible work either. So, all right, the, uh, the whole point of the mindset book, which I don't recommend, it, I think you'll pretty much learn. If you Google mindset and go read like a couple articles on it, you'll get everything that you need to know about the book. But basically, the idea of mindset is that there's two types of people. There are people that have a growth mindset and people that have a fixed mindset. And for the longest time, I've had a fi- I've, I personally have had a fixed mindset of where I get really upset about failing. I get really upset about not being good enough. I get really because I think of myself as the person I am today. It's the same reason, like I say to you, like, am I a good person? And and most people are just like, who the fuck cares? Like, especially because nobody nobody gives a shit if I'm a good person or not. And I really shouldn't give a shit if I'm a good person or not because I think being a good person is a fixed thing. When in reality, I mean, I I feel that it's a fixed thing, but I know 
mentally, like I'm able to process this. I'm smart enough to understand all this stuff that being a good person is not a fixed thing. It's, it's, an, it's an adaptive thing. It's a growth thing. It's something that has to happen over time because you could be the nicest person in the world and then just kill a homeless person and just fucking apropos of nothing. <laughs> like, well, that would make you, you a bad person. <laughs> if you killed a homeless person? <laughs> Well, I'm kidding, actually, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, actually, you know, it's funny you say that because that is kind of a very zen way of approaching that of you're not a bad person, you just did a bad thing. And you can you can <laughs> Yes, that was my intention for that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making me more high seem more high minded. No, I <laughs> I appreciate the editing. I just fucking hate homeless people. Uh, yeah, I it's it, I I don't know. I mean, there's because that's the, I guess the thing too is the more I learn about this stuff, the more I see like other cultures, other people are like, oh well, this is the way we do this, or this is like ah. But uh, Dwight or whatever, however you pronounce her name, uh, her idea is that you have the growth mindset and the adaptive, or the growth mindset and the uh, the fixed mindset. And I've been in a fixed mindset, and I. Didn't really know where you fell in that. I would say I fall as a fixed mindset also, at least in terms of my own personal limits and not beliefs, but limits, I guess. I'm like, I'm, okay, this is where I am. This is, this is where I am right now. I can't do anything more than this, despite the fact that clearly I had to do more than this to get to the point I am now. But it, it, I don't think you're ever permanently fixed, but you're definitely on very, very, very slow. Do you do you feel that if someone gave you like a, a box of Legos and it has that instruction, the instructions on the box or the, the instruction manual inside and it says like build, you know, this spaceship out of these Legos, do you think that that's a challenge or do you think that that's like, oh, shit, I don't want to do that because it's going to be hard. I might fail. You know, like that's not for Lego. I would put together Lego like I, I like no, no, right, not for Lego. Yeah. <laughs> Lego is just fun. There's no, there's no yeah. challenge to Lego. I guess I guess it's a bad. I, I put together the Taj Mahal. It was like three thousand pieces. It took Michelle and I like three days. Okay, well, at least with programming, then with programming to you, it's a challenge. Not the stuff I'm doing. So okay, so that's why you're not doing. Yeah, I, I've reached I've reached a proficient yeah. level. Yeah. That I don't need to anymore. So I've sort of peaked, which is not necessarily a good thing, and I acknowledge that. But I, I have in 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 my realm of in my work realm at least, I have, I'm at a level where. I I am good enough that there are no problems happen, so I don't I'm not pushed terribly hard to get better, which is not a good thing, frankly. Sure. But uh, but I it, frankly that is where I am. Like I I am proficient at my job. I don't I, I and I'm not feeling pushed to be more than proficient at my job. Okay. Okay. Now, which is why I did something like buy that Arduino kit. It's like oh I can learn something new and it'd be fun and it's like Lego. But and it's programming, so I'm like, oh, that, this is this is gonna be fun. We'll see how that goes. But I have no, I have no goal in mind. I, I was that's just sort of a fun thing. Like I called it toys for grown up nerds. Like yeah. that's all it is. Like I'm not, I'm not planning to a career change or anything or like. But I'm just like, oh, I've always wanted to know this, so I'm learning for fun. One thing that really stuck out that I had, I had to say at you when <laughs> I was reading the book was that. Effort is terrifying. Oh, of course. And, and there's the two reasons because as people who are in a fixed mindset, effort is 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 totally terrifying to us. People who are smart, geniuses, people who are uh, brilliant and wonderful don't need effort. They're not supposed to need effort. You're supposed to like when you think of a guy like Einstein, like you're supposed to think like, oh, Einstein just pulled this shit out of thin air and, and automatically had these ideas or like that's because of who he was, because he was Einstein. 
that's why he was able to do what Einstein did. It required no effort from him. It was just like magic. That's like creativity. Creativity yep. is just magic. There are people who are creative and there are people who are not. And therefore, people who are creative and make comic books and do all the stuff like 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 I've asked you before, time and time again, like, why don't you do more writing? Like, why don't you write more comic books, Ryan? And your response is like, ah, I'm not a creative guy. I don't you know, whatever. I, I, I fully know that creativity intellectually. I know that creativity is just a skill ultimately that you learn and practice and work at. Um, but it's not a skill I currently have very well much of. But and so I have to do the work. Actually, we know about all this stuff. That's why we're having this podcast. I know. <laughs> I have to do the work in order to. If I if I wanted it, I know I'd have to do the work. And that's all I'm saying. When I say I'm not a creative person. Like I'm not. I mean, I'm not currently, and don't feel like putting the work in to become good enough to be happy with myself. Yes. Yes. Well, that's the, there's the the other side of. I'm a little self aware and can realize when I do terrible work. Yeah. Well, that's why we're having this podcast. <laughs> this the second part. The second part of that was uh, if you are in a fixed mindset, you don't do things. You know, put forth effort, and it is terrifying. Effort is terrifying because when you put forth effort, you realize how much you suck at things. Yep. Because if you don't put forth effort, you can say like, "Oh, I'm fu- I'm the next Grant Morrison. Like, I just don't write comic books." <laughs> like you know I, i'm the next warren ellis i just fucking don't like swearing you know so whatever I, that's why i don't do that and and as soon as you start doing it then you realize oh shit like those are just it, it dispels all those excuses it gets rid of all those excuses and you have to deal with it a while back you and i were talking about ira glass had an interview he was interviewed by somebody npr somebody whatever it was about how do you become ira glass basically everyone assumes in the fixed mindset that ira glass is ira glass because he is ira glass Whereas Ira Glass says, no, it has everything to do with hard work. And you have to force yourself through all that hard work. You have to force yourself through all the sucking. You have to force yourself to get those skills and, and, and just deal with the fact that you suck for years, years and years and years of sucking. And, and, and also, a lot of times, what you're good at or what you're capable of doing isn't really your passion or it really isn't really your yep. – like, would you say that programming is your passion? No. I don't know what that would be, what you, though. Yeah, I was say, what is your passion? I, like, certainly, programming business-fronted software for someone else is not my passion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it pays the bills well, and I enjoy it enough that I can do it every day without much complaint. Yeah, well, that I think that which is the, the which is the the enemy of <laughs> of um, ambition, I think. But that's not – okay, see, that's not necessarily – that's why I felt like we had to do this podcast because I feel like that's not necessarily the worst thing ever either. Of course because not. Because if you look at the two of us as case studies, if you were fucking very Jane Goodall about this shit and you took a step back and you said, okay, well, what's going on? You know, you have Ryan here. Ryan is not really following his passion, but he's doing very well at work. He's able to focus on things that he's not – really invested in i guess i mean like if if someone if someone said to you here's money do this you you do it but if yeah. someone said like would you do this for free your answer is probably gonna be no like yeah. I, I get paid for this, this is my job that's it it's not my passion it's not something i want to do whereas you know i my passion is you know squandering my talent writing about comic books and making less than a minimum wage so you know like that's that's what i like my my life has become a mess because i follow i try to follow my passion and then try to compromise every step of the way in order to make sure that I could do this specific thing that I wanted to do. And then, of course, then I read all these books and I realize my life is a mess. Uh- <laughs> 
Particularly, there was a study in Canada. Of course, it was in Canada. 2002, there was a psychologist named Robert J. Valorand. He put out a questionnaire to a group of uh, 539 Canadian university students. College students, thank you. University students, whatever. What, what do you mean, college? What, what the fuck was that? I didn't know it was university students. We have universities. <laughs> we call them college. We say college students. You guys say university students. That's the difference. Well, it's the same. Is a different it's thing. the same way that I noticeably drop the U whenever I say favorite. <laughs> college, yeah. college. Sometimes college and university are not the same thing. College is a part of university. <laughs> As someone who went to, a I hear Americans say university students. University. I yeah. I know. I. Uh, anyways. This is really, it's really hard to ruin your day when you're acting like this. You know that? <laughs> 539 post-secondary students. Yes. They were, they were given a questionnaire with two important questions. Do they have a passion? And if so, what is your passion? 84% of the students said that, yes, they do have a passion. And they said that their the top five passions were dance, hockey, skiing, reading, and swimming. I like one and, of those. Yeah. Oh, hockey? No. Yeah. Reading. <laughs> I like the fact that every time I've I've looked about looked anywhere about this, it's always like, oh, the top five passions were you know dance, hockey, skiing, so on and so forth, and they're always like, oh, it's hockey in there because it's a Canadian survey. Like, all right, whatever. Anyway, anyways, uh, less than four. There are two winter sports. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, swimming. Well, I guess you could do ice swimming. <laughs> or, or, yeah. I don't think it really counts, but like there are two official winter sports. But the way it turned out is that less than... Don't be field hockey. Adjectiveless hockey is ice hockey. I agree. Adjectiveless hockey is fucking hockey. But uh, 4% of people had had passions that were capable of being turned into work or education or something they could actually study and do in that that sort of way. 96%, it was just hobbies. Like if I say like comic books... Really, the answer is okay. You like comic books? That's great. That's not a job. Comic books is not a job. No. It's it's a, it's a hobby. It's something that you have to realize. Like, and and I think it's important to put that down and saying like, my if your passion is comic books, that's great. Go work for Comicsology. Go learn to program and make a comics sure. bundle. If you if you like comics, do something. Make websites for artists. Go do whatever it is. Like, go do something that's tangentially related to it. But don't think that you're going to get into writing comic books because even if you do think you are going to even if you know that you are the best comic book writer and that you are amazing and that you are fantastic you need to have something else that you're going to do i mean fucking brian k vaughn you have to you have to write lost if you're going to write comic books that's the way it works so you have to pay the fucking bills in order to do the rest of this kind of stuff so you you get to pay the bills you you get to have a job and you have all this stuff and you don't follow your passion and you you do all the right stuff and then you become too comfortable and that's the truth. Sure. You, whatever it is, because ultimately you are constantly working towards that. I mean, that's, that's what, as a human, that's what you're striving for is to be comfortable. I yeah. mean, we, we have our, our G-Chat conversations, you know, all throughout the day. And we sort of marvel at all this potential we might have uh, instead of dealing with the fact that we're not really doing that. We're not really we're, – we're doing nothing. We could be doing something because we're – we really haven't dealt with the, the problem of – We're barely even podcasting. Yeah, we're we're barely even podcasting exactly because doing nothing is awesome. Doing nothing is the best thing ever. It's you have no plans, you have no responsibility, you have no worry. You have the luxury of being able to do nothing because you have yeah. paid the bills and have fed yourself and have a house of roof over your head. Like it's not it's not a failure to have accomplished that in life, but our society is set up in such a way where it feels that way, and you feel like dissatisfied by not doing so in such a way that is a TV show or like that could become yeah. a TV show in some way. Yeah, I mean, 
you and also i guess you tend to kind of think of the at least i do i tend to think of the perks and the good stuff about life the stuff like my comfort things that i have in life as sort of being just a a, a part of my day that i don't like i'm trying to think of a way good way to say this uh i think tina fey said this on comedians getting coffee and it really resonated with me in a scary way which is that she rewards herself with food and I do this exact same thing. I think that if I if I work a day and I'm like, I worked a day, hard day today, I made a website or whatever I did, you know, at the end of the day, like I deserve to have a really good slice of pizza today, you know, and like and I, I obsess about that. I, I focus on that. Like, you know, I want to get my slice of pizza. I want to sit and, and have a nice meal or whatever it is. And in reality, it's just like it's just food, dude. Like it's not like it's not you don't you shouldn't have to feel comfortable. You shouldn't have to feel comfortable all the time. You shouldn't have to, you know, you shouldn't be constantly focusing on what you're good at, and, you know, and if focusing on all the positive things maybe it's important to also focus on like what you're not doing so good or like maybe what you could improve like if you just keep focusing on what you're doing and stay in that comfort zone until you die that might be a bad thing i, I don't yeah, know I I, agree. yeah I, i'm not too sure about any of this stuff really that's why we're talking about it i guess the one thing i can kind of put my finger on is that we are comfort people we live in our comfort zone everybody's that way or most people are that way if you live in the first world you're that way and it's kind of made us into like procrastination people because if you think about like if you think about my if I wait an entire day to eat a piece of pizza because I wanted to like that's my reward for this thing it's not hard to see how I also reward myself by procrastinating yeah. how I reward myself like we were talking about yesterday we were talking, I was making fun of BuzzFeed yesterday and I was like anyone who reads BuzzFeed is an idiot and so on and so forth or whatever and what I meant to say or what I was clearly trying to put out there was that i also read buzzfeed or i also see buzzfeed articles and have to click on them i have to do the quiz i have to do whatever it is and i see it on facebook because the reason i'm on facebook is because my willpower is already depleted i'm already procrastinating the reason i'm on facebook is because i'm procrastinating because i don't have the willpower to say no fuck this close i gotta do work i gotta do this i gotta do whatever it is and at that point like it's 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 if someone walked in the room was like you want to eat this entire cake yeah i have no willpower i don't care do you want to take a buzzfeed quiz all right yeah sure why not it can i do it while i'm eating the cake all right even better you know like that's that's who we are that's who we are as human beings like that's who we are as people and so that kind of brings me to the the now habit uh which is neil fiore's book about how we kind of get caught in this vicious cycle we get overwhelmed we feel pressured uh we fear failure we try harder we work longer we feel resentful we lose motivation and then we just procrastinate because we do that to reward ourselves and we feel overwhelmed and then we have to sort of like deal with that in some way and that's procrastination and you just keep cycling that over and over and over again and you don't even feel like like even even now when i'm procrastinating and i'm doing stuff i'm not supposed to it makes me feel like a complete shit later in the day when i'm reading a book or whatever like i haven't even had time to play video games like when i do people i do play video games i guess i shouldn't say that i do have time to play video games but i don't play video games because i know when i sit down to play video games it's an hour of me feeling guilty that i could be doing anything else because i already burned up an hour of leisure time that day Mm -hmm. by staring at facebook like a zombie because that was that's the cumulative if you add up all the time i probably spend looking at facebook in a day it's probably an hour because whenever i or twitter twitter is probably a better option i keep using facebook because i think more people identify with that but for me it's twitter i'll stare at twitter like a zombie for an hour not all at once but little chunks throughout the day just simply because that's how i think i'm recharging but in reality i'm not recharging at all i'm just basically procrastinating i'm basically saying like how can i put distance between me and and uh and the work 
So why the hell? What's your what's your excuse for that? What's what's I, have no, I have no excuse. This is you, the, this is the you, problem. Like I have no fucking excuse. It's all just like, eh, I don't care enough. Is that an excuse? I'm just like, oh, whatever. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm I'm waiting for me to want something enough to go for it. If I don't, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll live. It's fine. Okay. Like I said, it's I, I don't. It's more of a sort of just general dissatisfaction with not doing stuff I love all the time. And and I can't, but like, so I try to fit in as much stuff I do love when I'm not doing the dissatisfied stuff, which is mostly watch TV and read and play video games, as opposed to learn something new while it's difficult. I love reading about new things and sort of getting new concepts. That's easy. But actually learning a new skill? Difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, if I'm if I've already worked a whole day, and I'm not like jazzed about it and like all energized afterwards, I'm like, okay, I've done enough programming for the day. I don't really feel like opening up some tutorial on uh, Objective C or the, that CSS pre whatever it's uh, pre processing <laughs> stuff. Yeah, like all that stuff on stuff I should know, uh, and I don't because TV is very good. As our books and comic books and music and walking the dog and playing video games. Like I started Borderlands 2 a little while ago and haven't touched it in weeks because I'm, other stuff happened. <laughs> I'm actually more scared of what's going on with you than what's going on with me because I know how I know what's going on with me. Like I've I've written it out. Like I know I know what my deal is. Like I know that I felt this way since I was a kid. Like I knew there was no chance that I was well, like as a kid, like in school, stuff like this is no way to say this without setting a little for yourself. School came pretty easy to me. Like, no, the, no, that's that's, that's and so as, as such, I never really had to work hard at anything to get to the point I'm at now. Ex- so exactly. I've got to where I am now very easily. That's what a lot of people peg as what establishes a fixed mindset is that when you do well in school and everyone's like, oh, you're like an A student or you're a B student. Like that's all my comments were could try harder in class. Yep. Same here. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. That's I and say with my dad. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, especially because when I would do really well on things, I don't really understand that criticism. Like could try harder. Like I'm getting A's already. What the fuck do you want from me? Why not the show at work? I knew what it was. I figured it out in my head. Why not the show how I did it? Do you not understand? Give me, let me do my math. <laughs> you know, I'm not cheating. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know this is, I guess this is why a lot of psychology goes to being a kid is because it's easy to get indignant and like, it's really easy to like work up emotions about this stuff really quickly. Uh, because like even when I was doing the notes last night, I wrote out my note about this and I'm like, I got to talk about being a kid and I talk about how I developed a fixed mindset as sort of an example of that, of where, you know, I was a weird kid. I, I like being alone. I was an introvert. I was very clearly an introvert as a kid and I didn't want to change. I didn't want to adapt to other kids. I didn't want to uh, socialize. Like my best friend was my security blanket when I was young and and I had a high IQ. So like at home, I'm sitting and reading books or I'm playing myself or, you know, <laughs> playing myself as like playing totally. by yourself, like by myself. Yeah. Like I'm because I'm talking like, you know, uh, uh, young between the ages, of like, I guess, five and maybe 10, I think. And so, you know, I, I had a high IQ. They, everyone was like, oh, you're very smart and, and everything. And you are a smart kid. That's who you are. That's your identity. You are a smart kid. And I never really understood hard work because of that. I, 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 when I would work with my dad, I'd help out my dad doing physical labor. 
I exactly. I'm totally yeah. fine working hard physical labor. I, I expect that to hurt, and I get really super focused whenever I'm doing it, and usually end up cuts all of my hands. I don't care. I'm focused in the zone, and I kind of love it because of that. As an adult, I feel that way. But oh, as, yeah, a as kid, adult, as an adult, as a kid, I, as soon as I had to go work with my dad, I fucking hated it. Because I was like, he made me hammer something, and the first time I hit a nail in my life, I remember, I remember, I remember very little about my. I think this is very telling. I remember very little about my childhood. I remember the first time my dad handed me a hammer was like, go hit that nail, and I hit the nail and I fucking bent the nail. And my dad's like, yeah, you're fucking retard. And I'm just like, see, there you go. That's why you don't do new things. That's why you don't work hard because it means failing, and failing means that my parents are gonna be angry with me, or even at certain points, beat the shit out of me. Like I was afraid of being judged by my parents. I was afraid of being judged by other kids, by teachers. I wanted to be left the fuck alone. I just wanted to be the, the smart kid that everyone left the fuck got. Everyone just left the smart kid the fuck alone. Let the smart kid read books and do whatever the smart kid wants to do and just let him be alone and, and that's fine. And eventually, obviously, that turned into all the problems I have today of all the fucking depression and drinking and hurting. Well, not, not anymore, but whatever. All the stuff I've been dealing with of intimacy issues and getting obsessed with playing video games and, and, and becoming that as an adult. Being like, I now as an adult, I just sometimes want to be the smart kid that gets left alone, but I really realize now as an adult like i have to do hard things i have to do this kind of stuff like it's not good enough to be the smartest kid in the school anymore because ultimately i never really was the smartest kid in the school you know when you're a smart kid they always say like oh you're a smart kid that's great but the thing is is that doesn't get you anywhere in life being no. smart gets you nowhere uh being hard people need to know that yeah, being hardworking gets you everywhere. Being smart gets you fucking nowhere. And you have to know how to deal with failure. And you have to deal with the fact that you're not your work. That is probably the most important thing I was able to take away from my, my binge of pop psychology books, which is that you have to fucking deal with the fact that you are not your work. If you believe that judgment of your work is a judgment of yourself, then you're just going to ruin yourself. Like you perfectionism, self-criticism, procrastination. Like that's I, I how you... I don't think that's as endemic in Canada as it is in the States. Really? Yeah. I don't think... I mean, it's a thing here for sure, but I don't think it's... From what I gather from my media consumption, basically, is that's a lot more prevalent in the States. Yeah, I, I'd say so. I'd say that, like, I, I, would, I would assume I'm basically considered to be the same as a website I made or something along those lines. Like, that's pretty pretty accurate uh, to me. I think I am my work, and I'm trying to work. I'm trying to figure this out. But you – so you you don't feel that you are your work? No. You think that you, you – so you, you have lots of different hobbies. You have a varied sense of self. Yeah. You, you're good at a lot of different things. So Sufficiently. You, yeah. So I'm adequate. I'm, I'm adequate enough things. So I, I guess. So you also, you have a lot of feedback from people. People say that you're basically lots of different people respect you for lots of different reasons. Would you say it's true? Yes. See, I wouldn't. That's the thing. I I would never. I would never say that lots of different people respect you, me for lots of different reasons. You know, lots of different people who respect you for lots of different reasons. Do I? You, you know me. I le- like all your friends respect you for all sorts of reasons. Plenty of people on Twitter respect you for all sorts of reasons. See that I'd never, I'd never think about it that way. I usually think it's just simply no one's following you because you design web pages. Well, like, well, yeah, not anymore. Yeah, I mean that's that's that, that, or I think people were following me because I was writing, and that's that was my thing. I think that people were following me for a while because I was writing and I was involved in writing about comic books and movies and and whatever else I was writing about. And then now that I'm writing about like websites, I do feel a little weird when I retweet stuff now about websites that I find funny or interesting. And then I kind of feel like a lot of people are like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Like, why is he doing this? Why is he fuck not talking him. about Battlefield?" 
They'll, move on, they'll, they'll unfollow you or find it interesting and move on. Like it's if no, they no, only no, find no. you interesting I... for one thing, they'll fuck off. Like the people that are still around clearly find you interesting for a multitude of things. Like anyone that you've been followed in Takudu for over a year, you've talked about enough variety of things that they would have said, "Fuck this guy." Or, oh, we like him for all of his reasons. Or, or I don't know where the unfollow button is. <laughs> or I'm an idiot. And that is entirely possible. Uh, but generally yeah. speaking, like, I assume that people who are still friends with mine and still follow me like me for a, a more than one thing. Yeah. Okay. Or now, they're pretending to like me entirely for some reason. I don't, that is always there too, but. That's, yeah, that's, I don't know. I guess, I guess maybe, maybe I need to take people, I gotta, I gotta start pulling people aside and be like, why do you respect me? I can't, <laughs> I've thought about doing that so many times. You just can't do it. There's no way to do it. I know, I know. There's that's, no that's, way. I'm like, why, so why do you like me? I'm like, I need to understand. I like, think, and I just want to know if like the reasons they have match with the whatever values I have about myself, like the things I do like about myself, or if there's just no overlap, or they see things like, oh, I'm just pretending that whole thing. Oh God, they only like the fake me. Oh God, oh God, like, so I don't want, I don't really want to know. See, this is why I want to be like the fucking Wayne Gretzky of freaking out because like that's why I want to be that guy. I, I want to be the guy who who knows that kind of stuff and is like I, they only like what I'm. If you can't know what other people like about you, unless like they're uh... not going to tell you that. Those, but you have to assume that no one's going to pretend to like you at this point in life. Like, there's no advantage to that. Like, we, we like neither of us have enough of a benefit. Like added benefit, to just pretend to like us. I have nothing to add. No one asked me to have free web. Pro- like you got some people ask you to be f- do free work, but no one asked me to do free work anymore. <laughs> so like, no one's clearly no one's being free friend of me to hope for some free website or free web programming. That's not happening. So like, they must like me for some reason. I would have fucked off by now. Like, I don't think anyone's following me for pity. Like, I don't think I'm pitiful. I hope you no, don't think would, you're pitiful. No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're pitiful. I, I, I think that you're you're clever, you're amusing, you're you see the world in the same way that I do, but slightly different. I'd say that you see the world in a two percent different way or three maybe as much as five percent different way than I do. So I I feel like I can still learn from you, but at the same time, if you watch something on TV and you go, This is fucking awesome, I feel like obviously it's gonna I'm gonna think it's fucking awesome too, because we're so alike or we're so similar in that way. That's why I, I get was a lot so of happy media you like small you. gods. What's that? I was so happy you liked Small Gods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I, been so I long that... since I read it, so I wasn't sure like how it would hold up or if it was this very spe- like how the specific style of humor would work. And like I just was, it's been so long. I was like, oh, I hope so, I hope so, and it did. I'm like, yes. By about the third page, I just knew that it was a five star book okay. because I, usually by about like the first. 10% of a book, if you've read it and you've rated it five stars, if I don't feel like it's a five-star book, I'd rather put it down and tell no one I've even tried to read it <laughs> than, than continue reading it. Because I know there's something fundamentally wrong with me or the book uh, if you oh, rated it five that. stars and I don't like it by about 10% through. So, what? Why did you tweet that? Oh, because I just I'm because I'm an asshole. But as a side as a side note, what I was trying to say before is if you ever want to get people to re- lose respect for you instantly, ask them that. Pull them aside and be like, "Why do you respect me?" Guarantee the response is going to be, "I don't. I'm not, not anymore. anymore. I respect you this, the crap this much out of less." Me. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's something you can never ask, and we're both self-aware enough to know that. Apparently, I am at least. Yeah. You're, you're just not enough to not ask, but imply that we're curious. So I'm like, no, that's no. 
You can't do that. No, again, because I feel like we're constantly of two minds of where we have our usual selves and then we have our, like, I don't know, like, mischief self or whatever it is. That's like, whatever the part of me that's reading all these books and it's like, I gotta know where all these disorders are. I gotta know where all the fucking shit's wrong with me. Like, like, why do you like this man and then post a picture of the dog for video? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I would do. That's what, I would totally. That's I. Uh, I people think I have a great sense of uh, sense of humor about myself. Maybe that's why people respect me is because they think I have such a great sense of humor about myself. Uh, and and I and I don't I don't know I don't know if I do or I don't. I think I do because I I, I do joke about myself a lot. But Same. I think it's also part of the fact that I fucking deeply have a I have a really complicated relationship with myself. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's but you you realize that it's a silly thing. So you're like I have to laugh about it or I'm going to cry all the time. Yeah, but the thing is, is that my first reaction is always to laugh. Like, I'm the guy who laughs at funeral's because yeah, like, there's part of me that's a monster because it's I have to say It's not a monster. Bad. It's just how you react. Like, it's just a, re- it's a strong emotional reaction. Yeah. It can come out in multiple ways. It can come out with laughter or crying. Yeah. And since we both have strong emotional reactions about certain things about ourselves, we react with laughing because it's easier and more fun to be around. Yeah. Well, like, if I was, if I was ourselves. fucking Debbie Downer all the time, no, but like, oh yeah, that's not fun. Like, I, if I, I do, point out I, my foibles uh, in ways that are like, oh yeah, I don't like whatever about myself, as opposed to, ha, look at me being ridiculous. Well, that's like, I, what's, what's more fun to be around? I so the guy that's self-aware like, and laughing about it, or the guy that's self-aware and crying about it and doing I, nothing? See, that, no, because I feel like I, if you read each one of my, if you actually read every single one of my tweets, if you were that person that was forced to actually read everything I shared on the internet, you would realize that I have, like, this weird, mischievous side to me of where I laugh hysterically at all sorts of horrible things that happen to me, and then... Two seconds later, I am that Debbie Downer person. I'm just that person when it comes to economics or politics or whatever. Like I funnel it into a de- – I just push it into a more socially acceptable area of where I'm like, hey, net neutrality is going to fucking destroy the internet. And people are all like, yeah, like way to be an activist about this. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is my way of expressing that I hate myself. <laughs> like like I don't think you understand that. Like that's just the way – that's the way it is. Like I'm so angry because I, when I look at other people, I see myself. <laughs> Because I'm able to empathize with other people. That that's I'm not I'm not afraid of that. I'm not scared of that. I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. I empathize with other people. I see myself in other people. But then I'm like, I don't really like myself. Therefore, <laughs> like I get really angry when I see like other when I see other people constantly sharing BuzzFeed. I see that weakness in myself, and I'm like, I fucking hate that weakness in myself. So I'm so much more willing to attack that other person because of that. And I feel like that's that weird. Like I feel like I'm all over the place. I really feel like I sort of have this like. If you step back and you didn't know all this about me, I think that I'm, I look like a sociopath from the outside because one second I'm like like crying about how I you know like ga- took a big gash out of my leg with a you know because it was like a metal panel that I dropped and I like really horribly wounded myself and I'm like ah look the blood formed into a funny thing on the ground ah like I'm just being weird and then it's a I totally get- reasonable reaction. I think it is, yeah. And then, but then I get really upset about something President Obama did. Like that doesn't like no, to me. It's like they're like you're bleeding. You're still bleeding. Why are you upset about something about politics that has nothing to do with you? It's like because this is how I deal with that. That's because just, that's, that that affects a lot of people. This affects me briefly. 
Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's just me constantly. That's that's the way that's the way I am. I don't fucking care. Like I if I if I lost my arm, I would be really upset about it and then I'd laugh about it and then I would just not really care about it because I can't care about it because in the course of the universe in, in the history of the universe, it's like what I said to you yesterday about like I don't understand why people don't inter- introduce themselves as this is me for the moment or this is the collection of atoms that are Joey for the moment. <laughs> because I I know that those atoms are going to be anywhere else like there i know that i am barely me in the history of the universe i am barely me very there's a very very minuscule amount of time that i am me and to get super obsessed with that and get super attached to that it seems wrong to do but at the same time it's fucking horrifying so i have to go deal with that by yelling about republicans or whatever it is i'm going to yell about like i have to i have to vent that somehow and i know that's wrong and i know that that's misguided but I guess also that's another way I procrastinate is instead of venting that in a positive way and like making the Muppets or something or doing something that I want to do. I, I, I don't because I because I, I set goals. I mean, you set. I'm assuming you set goals, too. Like, it's not a failure of that fairly of planning. No, I just mostly don't set goals. I don't do anything. Really? Yeah, it can be like I don't, I don't have anything to plan. <laughs> I, I guess if you if you include my strange TV watching schedule, that counts as one. But like I don't and, and my loose book order of reading of things like that that's sort of the planning i do because i don't i don't plan any of the goals because they're all so it's like eh, one day i'll think about them there's something in, it's it's all back burner they're all back burner if you had a list right now of tangible goals would that motivate you enough to do them though i don't know hmm. i don't know okay. <laughs> I, w- I would need to think about what i would want to make a goal of or do because that that was that was the in the now ha- eventually like the the, the long shortened version of the the, of the now habit was that you procrastinate for a week and you just do whatever you're going to do and you sort of uh, observe your behavior patterns over the week and you figure out what makes you procrastinate and all that kind of stuff you you recognize what procrastinating is you decide not to procrastinate anymore and then you make functional observable goals that will allow you to say like hey instead of procrastinating i have this clear goal that i can do and why not do it because it's so simple to do why not do it uh only a fool would procrastinate why wouldn't i do this clear simple goal and to me i'm just like i have the goals i know what my goals are i can tell you exactly right now i could write down right now off the top of my head i could write down a hundred things i have to do uh, on on this fucking yellow pad that's in front of me and i could say to you this is what i have to do these are all actionable goals or observable goals or tangible goals and I will still still procrastinate because there's still something fundamentally wrong with me uh, that has nothing to do with the goal setting. It has nothing to do with that. It it doesn't even have anything to do with choice because I've chosen to do lots of these things. I've chosen to get myself into these situations. Like I said about I wanted, I I choose to want to make templates for WordPress. I, I I choose to make templates. I choose to work on responsive webcomic templates, things like that. I choose to do that. I deeply choose that. I'm frustrated enough that I want to work on more stuff for artists because I feel like artists are fucking idiots for thinking that they can do web design and not focusing on their art yeah. because you could spend maybe 30 hours less if you just had someone doing it for you and in that time you could that's 30 hours you could do something amazing with 30 hours an artist can do something really really cool and and would make me much happier in those 30 hours and if that's what it is then yeah why not do it I'm frustrated enough to do it but I haven't done it yet because I don't know. Like that's that's why I'm still like freaking out about this is because I don't know what that what that is, what that tumor is, or what that thing is that's there that's that's stopping me from from doing this. Uh, I know 
that Neil Fiore points out, probably my favorite mental imagery from the book. Um, he uh, says, like, get a plank of wood, you know, like get like a, a 12 foot plank of wood and you're going to go to two skyscrapers that are 12 feet apart and you're going to put the 12 foot plank of wood there and you're going to weigh it down and everything. And the, the plank is going to be solid. Like it's it's totally fine. But that's what per, that's what perfectionism is. That's what procrastination does to you. That's what all these self-conscious ideas, all the self-conscious thoughts, all this stuff. That's what it does to you. It raises that plank of wood because you'd walk across a plank of wood in the ground. Sure. Why not? Like it's a fucking plank of wood. And what am I going to do? Fall a quarter of an inch to the ground. But if you're hundred stories in the air and you have to cross this fucking plank of wood, it's terrifying. It's 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 like I, I think of failure as death. I think of failure as even scarier than death. But I mean, that's also maybe because I think that life is a, a mess you know, we 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 joke we joke about it every day. We have the, the dark, sick sense of humor. Uh, our realities are horrifying, and to make maybe the ultimate goal should be forcing ourselves to do nothing and and just become like be like because I really I mean look at this in the Zen point of view. Yeah. Maybe we should be just sitting and meditating and 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 focusing on eliminating the self. But to what end? You know, I mean, because I figured like if I if you said like if you could eliminate the ego and 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 diminish the self, you know, what would you do? I'd probably be like, well, I'd just go back to my to do list. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like I wouldn't change anything really about what I would do. I don't. So you do that... something all day. Contemplating only goes so far. Yeah, you exactly. Get tired of contemplating at times. Yeah, and I, I think that it's a waste of time to go walk around town with a bowl, hoping that people are going to put rice and meat in it. When I could just go make money to get the rice exactly. and meat. And like, I would also benefit society as well because whatever I'm making that I'm getting paid for by like de facto because I'm getting paid for it, therefore it's benefiting society. So, which I know is is a, is a slippery slope. <laughs> Still, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I, I, I threaten myself with this life of unhappiness and all this self-hatred if I'm not doing something, I'm not being productive. But at the same time, I threaten myself with an equally horrifying life of unhappiness and self-hatred if I do something and I mess up as well so like i don't really because because i'm gonna mess up like yeah. there's no way there's no way like i of all the websites i've been sketching out lately and everything that i have been co- accomplishing with all the stuff i have been finishing it doesn't look like what i have on the paper when i first start like everything sometimes it's better sometimes it's not uh but ultimately it never meets my expectations but whatever it's gotta you know it's gotta go it's gotta happen you know i mean the same thing with your comics bundle the same thing with the uh, ios apps I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going to get us to that moment. But I, does that have to be a part of our lives? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would. I would like. I'm just trying to decide if I'd be more content being content where I am, or having pushed myself farther. Like I'm not like I've achieved nothing of a life. So it's like I don't know. You have to. I don't know. I, I get. Well, I guess it's very similar to the small or big fish small pond. Yeah you know small fish big pond kind of thing of uh i I don't know i I don't know what the answer is but then again i mean really when it comes down to it maybe the answer is just don't think about it the old rick and morty adage don't think about it just just go and and do whatever it is but i can't go and do because i'm stuck thinking about it so i'm in my, my procrastination cycle which is scary too because i even i uh i was looking at hacker news and they had a poll and they're like what how many hours of the day are you productive and it was like the, Two. the yeah people were like four five hours whatever and i'm like dude if i'm not productive for like eight nine hours a day i don't go to sleep like i will stay up and keep on doing whatever until i feel like i've gotten in the amount of time i will cut into sleep I will have a shitty sleep schedule in order to feel like I worked an eight hour day or I did eight hours worth of stuff in that day. And that includes and that's and that it's even something that includes just that's just including work. 
I don't think about like exercising as productive time, which is dumb. Yeah, it dumb. is dumb. Yeah, I know, I know. Because like running on a treadmill now, I'll like I'll run on the treadmill for a, like an hour, and then I'll go lift weights or whatever, and like everything all in. It's like exercising plus shower. The whole thing is like a two hour thing, and like taking a two hour chunk out of your day. That's a serious. Oh yeah, that's a that's a fucking thing. That's why like I try to multitask and watch TV on the elliptical, so I at least get some TV watching in while I'm exercising. Yeah. Yep. See, I don't do that. That's that. I I kind of got into that whole like I listening got, to podcasts I, also works. I have for some reason have set myself on the path of where when I run, I run to either music or nothing, okay. and I I don't even try to. I try to focus on just running, and it is miserable. <laughs> I realized that I don't like exercising as much as I thought I did. Mm. Uh, but I got to do it. And why do I have to do it? I have no idea. I have it keeps no you healthy. But why do I want to be healthy? Because otherwise you're gross and you'll Who die says? sooner. Who says? And you'll, have, and, you'll have, and you'll have less time to read things. I think that I could convince myself to believe that if I was not exercising and basically like just sitting all day in a chair – and not moving. I think I could convince myself that that's a, a fairly acceptable. <laughs> I can convince myself of lots of things. I think. I think. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm, this this might be something for a future podcast of of thinking about how how bad my existence could get before I was like, all right, I got to do something about this. This can't this can't be like this way. I can't be 600 pounds. Like this can't be this can't be a thing. So because I do I do I do enjoy exercising. In certain ways, like I do enjoy biking quite a bit. Sure. I love biking. That's a hobby of mine. I like that. That is generally something. Yes, like I would be upset if my life ended prematurely and the amount of biking I could do was cut into severely. But is that is that enough to have to exercise every day for two hours? Fucking choices. Choices are overwhelming. Life is horrifying. The end. Yeah. And if you want, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to go on about this on Twitter and continue this, or if you want to tell us what you like about us, <laughs> <laughs> don't. Don't I'm, no. not, I'm not asking that. I don't think I can handle knowing, if and it's want, creepy if, and weird. If you, if you want to tell Ryan why you respect him, you can find. <laughs> him you can fuck off. I don't need to and, know. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm Joey. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Heflick. You can tell Joey anything you want, though. That's fine. And I'm Gobo Ryan. <laughs> I'm actually I'm Ryan at Gobo on Twitter. This is, <laughs> I, I, have, I have a bit of a dissociative identity disorder. I know, I know. That's what this will do to you. Do you think about this for like longer than a half an hour? I've been called Gobo in person a lot. Yeah, well, especially, especially last weekend. Well, until we figure out who we are, <laughs> and come back and record another. It's never gonna happen. Yeah, I know. We love you all, and we'll maybe see you next time. If okay. we are the same type of whoever we are, bits next. of us will probably see you next time. More enlightened selves. I don't know. I think I maybe put it push it too far. Ideally, ideally, at least a little yeah. bit incrementally more enlightened. <sighs> Well, until then, we love you all. See you next time. Bye.